The Mind Itself is a podcast about mental health, mental health law, and how they affect all aspects of our daily lives. By taking a deeper dive into how our society deals with mental health medically, legally, and practically, listeners gain inside information about one of America's most pressing and often overlooked issues that affects almost half of all adults in the United States. Hello and welcome to the Mind Itself podcast. This is your host, John Whitbeck. I am very excited today. We have a very special guest, someone who has taken the time out of his school day and has decided that he's going to come forward and have a very serious conversation with us and try to help those in his same age group. Thomas, it's so great to have you here. Thank you for being here. Thank you, Mr. Whitbeck. I'm glad to be here. Thomas, please call me John. How old are you, buddy? I'm 16 years old. I'll be 17 in a few weeks. Very good. Well, you're there with your mom, I know, uh, who's listening to this podcast. And we're just going to use your first name because you're under 18. But it is really an honor to have you here. We are so excited. And there are so many kids your age group that will be benefiting from this. So uh, I can't thank you enough for having the courage to do this. Mm -hmm. Thank you for inviting me. So first of all, where do you go to school? I go to uh, Briarwood High School. And you're on the remote learning right now, right? We were, but uh, last week was the first week of hybrid. So I was in school on Thursday. How's that working out, hybrid? There's not a whole lot of people there, but I'm just glad to be back. Really am. Yeah, it's been a long time coming, and I'm, I'm so glad that you, you guys are back to school. So tell me about your family. I know your mom real well. She's a wonderful friend. What, uh, tell me about the rest of your family. Well, I have one sister, one brother, and a stepbrother, all of which are younger than me. I'm the oldest. My parents are divorced, but they're both very important to me in my life. And I also have a stepdad as well. Oh, wonderful. Well, I know you. Uh, they all think very highly of you, and, and I'm sure they're, like me, appreciate you, you being here today. So our podcast is all about really one overriding goal, and that's to break the stigma of mental health and educate people about how mental health and the law are so intertwined and how important understanding how mental health and the law intersect is an important part of our society, an important part of uh, my law practice. And, and I know your mom also, who's an attorney, uh, she does a lot of this stuff as well. So Thomas, and we'll go at your own pace. I know you've had some challenges in your life the next few years, the last few years. You know, why don't you tell us a little bit about what you've gone through and, and some of the things you've done to, uh, to fight through it? You know, I suffer with uh, depression, kind of felt a lot of lack of motivation, a lot of self-hatred, and uh, it's been very hard living with it. But I've been um, going to uh, therapy, and I have been uh, taking medications to uh, hopefully cope with it and overcome it. How old were you when you first started feeling this way? I would say around the start of eighth grade. Seems to be about the first time I've been kind of feeling a little down. Yeah. Did did it start with just feeling down? I would say it kind of started when I lost a uh, really good friend in seventh grade. It's kind of a hard time for me, but I think it was mostly just sadness from that, but I knew it would probably get over at some point. Yeah. Did you feel like you could talk to your family about it, or was it something that you sort of kept inside? It was always something I kept inside. It was it was always very hard for me to share my emotions back then. It was very uh, uncomfortable. It was very uncomforting for me. Right. Did you feel like nobody would listen or did you feel like it was just something that you didn't know how to share? 
it's just something I really didn't know how to share. I didn't really know how to put it into words, and I was very awkward about it. Yeah. Did it get worse over time? Yeah, it definitely got worse. Yeah, it definitely got a lot lonelier. I didn't really have a whole lot of friends to hang out with. And uh, with the ones I did, I didn't really, uh, we didn't really connect very well. It was kind of hard to kind of feel friendships even with them. Yeah. And it seems to me that your generation spends so much time on electronic devices, it's harder to connect with people. Would you agree with that? Yeah, especially me, since I don't really, uh, I actually don't really use Instagram, Snapchat, and all those social media websites very much. Yeah. That's not very much, but yeah. yeah. And I, I bet there were times when you almost told your mom or your dad about it, right? And you just hesitated. Can you remember back then in the beginning why it was that it was so hard for you to share that you were going through this? I didn't really want to get upset. I don't think I wanted to start crying because of all the things I've been going through. I kind of just wanted to kind of stay in a uh, you know, normal, cool personality range. I yeah. I don't want to get too upset. Did it affect your school and your grades and everything? Oddly enough, no. I think I've just been very... Uh, motivated in school. I just didn't really affect me too much. That's amazing. So you were able to compartmentalize it to where school you could get through and do well and feel bad on, at other times, huh? I guess I kind of just put schoolwork over it. So I mostly just think about schoolwork and not about depression. But that was, I'd say, back early high school and middle school. So it wasn't nearly as bad then, too. But I'd say it did eventually start coming up, especially when... uh switched to virtual, we switched to virtual. And I think that's when things started really going downhill. So I was going to ask you that there's a direct correlation between when you really were at the peak of the worst part of your illness, the COVID restrictions on school. Is that right? Yeah, definitely. Was it being isolated or what was it about now having to be home for school that, that, that made it worse? I just think online school was just very complicated. It was very difficult. It was very stressful. It was very hard for me to get stuff done. I got behind a lot, and my grades definitely dropped a lot, even down to Ds and maybe even some Fs when I'm normally a straight-A student. It was a very tough time for me. And when grades are probably like the only thing you know you're really good at, it really kind of it really hurts when... Yeah, you start failing at that too. I'm sure you're, there's more than that you're good at, but but I, I totally understand what you're saying. Do you feel like the change from the all online to hybrid has improved your situation? Uh, yeah, definitely. I'm really glad to be back in school. I'm really glad to be around people again. I might not be. I, might, I know I'm a shy person, but I guess it's really nice to. I guess be around people. I just feel less lonely that way. I even uh, got back with an old friend of mine, too, which was good. Oh, it's wonderful. Yeah. It's just the energy and the vibe of being around people, right? It's just nothing like it. Yeah. I really believe, you know, as, as, a, as a lawyer, you know, obviously I deal with people all the time, but I really believe that our, part of the reason we're put on this earth is for our relationships with people. And the people that we meet make our life so much more rich and wonderful. And sometimes, you know, the only place to do that is at your office or your school, especially in COVID when you can't really go out to dinner, you can't really go to a concert, you can't really go shopping anywhere without severe restrictions. 
all we have left is, is our work and our school. And when they take that away from us, it's kind of, what else do we've got? And that's, so I, I totally understand. Now, the main reason I wanted you to come on was not just the important part of sharing your own experience, but I feel like every time somebody comes on our podcast and they share an incredible story, they help people in the same situation. And I know you'd mentioned earlier on that you had gotten therapy. What was it that made you get therapy? What was the, the driving force behind you just going and finally getting some help for what you were dealing with? I think it's just my parents eventually took me to get treatment. I don't really remember what happened first time, really. I think I just, I'd oftentimes talk with, I think I eventually started talking to my mom about my problems and I'd get really upset, start crying as well. So right. she eventually decided to take me to see therapy. I actually, I didn't really want to go. Uh, I didn't really want to talk to someone about things, about my emotions, especially someone I didn't know. Right. Um, I didn't want to get upset. Yeah. Your mom kind of dragged you there at first? Yeah, she did. And first meeting was really tough. I mean, she was talking about kind of how uh, it's hard for me to uh, talk to people, especially in seventh grade basketball. And when I first joined, I didn't really talk to a whole lot of people. And she was telling my uh, therapist about that. I got really upset. I didn't really like going to therapy for the first time. Yeah. How long have you been going to therapy? I'm guessing a little over a year now. Okay. Was there a point at which you thought to yourself, you know, actually, this is helping me? Yeah, I'd say, yeah, I'd say so. I'd say the first thing would be, um, I really like my ther- therapist a lot. I, one of the reasons why I didn't want to go to therapy was because I feel like going to therapy made me feel like broken or very impaired. But yeah, my therapist told that um, I said the therapy was therapy is help from a life coach rather than therapy is help from a therapist which was very reassuring to me. He uh, yeah. also took me out to get Starbucks, which was really nice. And I think, <laughs> That's cool. Uh, yeah, started, we started building a good relationship after that. So, so having a good relationship and liking the therapist was really important to you accepting the help, right? It was. Yeah. Do you feel like your therapy is something that eventually you'll want to pull back from and stop? Or do you think it's something you'll just try to do for as long as you can? I definitely say it's something I probably try to do as long as I can. I know there's always still going to be some things I'll need to work on. Nice to have someone that at least can to help me. Yeah, that's no, that's exactly right. You know, a long time ago, you know, my dad passed away. We found out about it really early in the morning. So when I would wake up in the morning, I couldn't really function, and I. I couldn't figure out why I couldn't eat. I would just couldn't get my routine going. I was felt off and it was always in the morning. And then I'd get through the morning the rest of the day. And I went to a therapist. I told him, why can't I function in the morning? And he told me why. He says, because the worst trauma you ever experienced happened in the morning. And as soon as I heard that, it was gone. It was like, he solved the problem for me. And at that point, I changed my mind about therapy real quick. And I was not much older than you at that, at that time. But there is no question in my mind of all the people, you, me, everybody who's ever had to experience something traumatic in their life, whether it's your situation, we have an else or my situation, or it's kind of a, you know, a, a outside control, or something outside my control, therapy's always made a difference. And would you agree that anybody at your age feeling 
like your feelings should really seek help and seek therapy? Yeah, they really, yeah, they should. Yeah. One of the things that I'm going to say, and, and, you know, to you, I would imagine that a year and a half ago before therapy, there's no way I could have talked to you into coming onto this podcast, right? No. (laughs) So if you think about, you know, know, the, the amount of courage and the amount of motivation it's given you just to have that help from, from your therapist, it's an incredible thing. How important has your family support been to you? It's been very important. I've gone through some very dark times, especially during the pandemic, everything being online and all. Yeah. It's nice to have my family uh, be there for me, especially when I'm being very upset. Comfort, comfort me, uh, just motivated me, encouraged me. Yeah. I'm very grateful for that. Yeah. I've, I've no doubt. I've no doubt that's true. Now, one of the things that, like I said before, that we, we want to do is we want to try to help those in a similar situation. Can you give me your best advice? What advice would you give to your you know, fellow teenagers, um, kids in high school, or young people, maybe even in middle school? You know, what advice, if they're, they're feeling depressed, lonely, you know, they feel like you know, life isn't worth living, all the things that you know, go through people's heads when they have depression. What advice would you give them for how they can break out of it? Um, I would definitely tell them to go see someone to talk to them about their problems and uh, take some medication too. I know people don't really want to to see therapists, and I too didn't want to at first, but um, it was hard at first seeing one, but eventually it got better, and it probably get better for them too. In fact. I actually enjoy seeing my therapist now. It's kind of crazy to see how far it goes with you. Uh, say another thing. That's phenomenal. I'd almost like to say another thing. is Please. Medication. Well, I've been on this one med- medication for say about a couple of months now. And um, it hasn't really been doing me very well. I don't think it's really made too much of a change. I've also started taking another focus medication so I could focus better from online. And that's actually been helping me with my mood as well. So saying that it's also good to note that certain medications may work for someone but might not work for someone else. It's just good to put that out there because yeah. medications don't work. How important has it been to you to do activities or things that you like doing? I mean, I know, you, I know you're really into school and, and that's extremely important. Is there anything you've done like whether it's exercise or video games or reading or anything that you like to do for yourself that has helped as well? I'd definitely say uh, going for bike rides and going for walks outside has definitely helped me very much. Being outside really does lift my mood. Like that. Yeah. Say another thing would be uh, I've also gotten in contact with some family members. So I can play, I play online games with them like Minecraft or uh, Terraria games like those. It's nice to play some games with someone else when you're feeling lonely. No, it's great. I know a lot of uh, guys your age have done that. That's been sort of a, a way to keep some sort of social interaction during COVID. What are you looking forward to most about this COVID thing ending? I would definitely just say um, having everything be open to get back open again, like not having to walk around with a mask everywhere you go. Yeah. Yeah. And bike or- like I can just bike over to uh, Dunkin' Donuts or 
pizza place and I can just walk right in by myself without having to take all these precautions. Yeah. When high school's over and college is done, what is it you want to do, if you know, with uh, the rest of your life? I'm very fascinated by uh, science and engineering, especially uh, chemistry and physics. Chemical engineering sounds very cool to me. I haven't, like, exactly cut out what I want to do for sure, but yeah, definitely along science or engineering related. No, and I bet you'll be wonderful at it. Well, uh, Thomas, before we go, you know, so my last question is, is there any, anybody, you know, and I don't want you to use anybody's name, but is there anybody, you know, who's gone through what you've gone through that, that you, that you've helped personally, just in other words, one-on-one shared your experience, you know, sort of passed on what you've learned in the last few months. I might have a little bit. I do have a family member I have talked to who also suffers the same thing as me. And, um, you know, we've talked a little bit about our problem, how we've coped with it. I'd say we kind of help each other with it. It was very nice. So, so not only therapy, but talking to those close to you, family or friends that might be going through the same thing is helpful, right? Yeah. Okay. Well, that's, that's, that's fantastic. Thomas, I can't thank you enough for, for doing this. I hope that this experience that you've been through and, and what you articulated to us today um, is something we can share with other young men and young ladies uh, in your situation. And um, there's nothing wrong with it. It's, it's an illness like anything else, and, and you fought through it. And it's a real honor to have you on the show. Thank you so much. Yeah, thank you. The Mind Itself podcast is unique in that we look at the intersection between mental health and the law and how it impacts you. Subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, or wherever you listen to podcasts. And be sure to leave a comment, rate, and review, and share with someone you know. Thanks for listening.